to the cycle, friends. Woo! Hot guest today. I know I say that every show, but it's true. So what am I supposed to do, right? This week, guys, state senator from Michigan, Mallory McMurrow, one of our best brand ambassadors that I have ever seen emerge from the Democratic Party, is going to be on the pod today. She's going to talk a little bit about the, the, the events that led up to her infamous The Speech, in which she proudly, proudly proclaimed that in America, hate will not win. And we're going to talk a little bit about the politics and the situation heading into 22 in Michigan and Mallory's focus, which I think is just absolutely right up the uh, alley where it needs to be, on on enhancing and, and, and picking up seats in the state legislature of Michigan, where the Republican Party of Michigan is one of the most radicalized uh, caucuses in the entire country. And we're going to talk a little bit about that um, and 2022 as well. And Mallory, welcome to the show. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, my gosh, man. When I, I sat straight up like everybody else in America, but probably a little different, too, because, you know, my whole shtick in life is trying to get Democrats to be proud of who they are. <laughs> you know, like, So uh, it was just such an incredible moment uh, when your video went viral of you on the floor of the state um, of state, state Senate there in Michigan, where uh, you're and, uh, you know, everyone knows this backstory. But just to make sure you do, uh, Mallory's opponent, what's her name again? Wasn't even my opponent, a colleague from a totally different part of the state, uh, Lana Tice. Oh, I thought it was your your opponent. Okay, Lana no. Tice, a co- Lana Tice, uh, another state senator from Michigan, a Republican uh, state senator, decided she was going to use Mallory, a mom of one beautiful child, and I just saw your direct mailer, absolutely adorable. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad Noah's excited to be featured in uh, her first political ad. Yeah. So that's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, you know, in, in any case, um, this this uh, woman sent out a fundraising email and tried to accuse, uh, accuse this Michigan mom of being a pedophile. And that was just a bridge too far. Mallory, tell me about the moment when when someone sent you that email, forwarded you that email, and said, "Look at what they're what they're trying to do to raise money using you," I, I mean, it was wild. So I, it, it was a Monday morning, and I actually got a text from my husband, who saw a screenshot of this email on Twitter. And the email it was fundraising for herself, so for her campaign, and she decided to call me out, a a colleague from a totally different part of the state. And accuse me of grooming and pedophilia and wanting to sexualize kindergartners and wanting eight-year-olds to believe that they were responsible for slavery. I mean, it was just beyond the pale. It really was. And like, you know, the important thing, too, about it isn't just that it's tasteless. It's that it's it's completely... It's a, it's a crisis symptom, okay? When when you've got Governor DeSantis, the Florida governor, doing very similar emails, by the way, and, and I had um, pointed out a few months ago, I was like, look at this, look at what DeSantis is doing to raise money in this swing state, and it will tell you everything we need to know about how much our messaging is not meeting the moment because this guy's going to run and he'd be uh, favored for re-election in, in, in a real true 
uh, competitive swing state by sending emails to people uh, arguing that Dr. Fauci, Fauci should be jailed, <laughs> right? Like, that's not like how you, um, I mean, it's always been that you do some partisan red meat to raise money, that's for sure. But to to call, to, to, to pick somebody randomly out of your state, your opponent's state legislative caucus, and then assign to them something that is just, it's just so disgusting, right? To be called, and that's why, of course, that they're doing it, because they know it is, is, um, you know, deeply personally offensive. So you're sitting there, you're looking at this email, and and you know you've got some, uh, you're in session, so you've got some avenue to respond. And you decide, I'm going to go to the floor, and I'm going to make this speech. And not only do you make this speech, this thing that you wrote was just incredible. I mean, from beginning to end, you know, laying out, you know, hey, I am a white, uh, straight, suburban mom. I'm a Christian. Right. And, you know, uh, and I'm here to tell you this is wrong. Go ahead. Yeah. And and, and just like taking even a step back, because it's not only just saying these these kind of extremist things. It's gotten to a point where you it's you can throw whatever lies and baseless accusations you want at anybody with no grounding in reality. This isn't even, you know, taking. a a real issue and trying to hype it up for fundraising. This is just flat out lying. And it keeps moving the needle and it keeps moving the, the, the goalposts because nobody ever pushes back. You know, you can call people groomers and pedophiles and you can believe that, you know, the government is run by a Satanist cabal of pedophiles because a lot of these accusations come straight out of QAnon and they're being pulled out of the darkest corners of the Internet and being used as a tactic of one of our, our two major political parties. So, you know, I, I just I had to process all of that for for the day. And I didn't know that I was going to respond right away. I genuinely didn't because I think that our gut instinct is that you don't give bullies air, right? And if it's a flat out lie, maybe if we give it air, then it's going to get attention that it shouldn't have otherwise. But then I realized like that's the mistake that Democrats make too often because we can't ignore the fact that they keep doing it because it's working and it keeps getting louder. And what really kind of tipped me over the edge is I sat in how horrible I felt for a whole day and I went about my work and my business and tried to kind of not focus on it. And it got to the evening when I was giving my daughter Noah a bath and she's one, so she has no idea what's going on. And she just looks up at me at some point and starts laughing. And I started crying because this was a mother accusing another mother of basically molesting children. I mean, that's what this was. Oh, my gosh. And yeah, I get it. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And I, I realized, like, I'm not actually the one who's under attack. She is going after trans kids who wants to play sports she is going after you know the black community with all this fear mongering about the 1619 project and crt and diversity equity inclusion everything moms for liberty um it's is out there really (laughs) lying about so what i i kind of realized overnight was however bad i felt for one day is how awful it feels every single day if you are a member of the lgbtq community if you are you know somebody in by definition, a minority group, because (laughs) there are fewer of them. So it's easy to attack people when there are fewer of them than there are of you. Um, And I decided that 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 wasn't okay. You know, that's not 
the community that I want my daughter to grow up in. And when you look at what happened in Virginia with the election of Glenn Youngkin, it really was tapping into the frustrations of straight, white, suburban moms um, who were rightly frustrated after two years of the pandemic and school closures and balancing work and school. But you see this group being manipulated and being drawn into either the Republican Party or Moms for Liberty groups and being used in very hateful ways. So I wanted to respond in a way that got out of the usual Democrats versus Republicans slinging mud at each other, but really reclaim my own identity by saying (laughs) multiple times, I am a straight, white, Christian, married, suburban mom, in a way to say, I know you're not attacking me, But I also want to give people who look like me the space and the message to say, this is on us. Like, we have to stand up and hit back. And just because we're okay doesn't mean this is okay. Because we've got, you know, in the state of Michigan, there are two kids per year who apply for the waiver through the process we already have to play on a sports team that matches their gender identity. Two kids in a state of 10 million people. So the fact that this woman has the nerve to claim she's standing up for quote unquote parental rights is bullshit because you can't target kids if you care about kids. Exactly right. And boy, if I could have changed the calendar (laughs) and had your speech predate that Virginia election, you know, because ultimately that was the strategy I was I was really trying to get Virginia Democrats um, and other players in that in that contest to understand the, 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 the thing to not do is to go have substantive policy conversations about bullshit that they make up, like CRT, right? right? Exactly. The whole point is the diversion. It's so that we will spend, because they know we can't help ourselves. We're right on the morals. We're right on the ethics. We're right on the facts. And we're right. going to dig right in and we're going to make sure that that's clear. And, and, and it's just such an entrain, entrenched response in our uh, you know, it, it comes from our own intellect and our worldview and our ideology and our dispositions, right? Right. But we we want to we want to explain our way out of a, a lie that they've made up. But once we're we yeah. start explaining it, it validates it instead of right, what right. it actually is, which it's just a lie. It is a lie, and it's fear mongering and it's hate, and we just have to call it what it is because then it reveals that it's complete nonsense. That's exactly right. And like, you know, so get, so the, for the people, and I, and I do get a lot of candidates that, that listen to the pod, you know, that that is the, the probably the biggest important um, messaging pivot that, that Democratic candidates can make. Stop treating ridiculous shit seriously, okay? Yes. When your opponent says, hey, you know what the solution is? Guns in schools. Point at them, laugh, and then ask why they want to continue to arm killers, okay? (laughs) Right, yeah. You can't spend 20 fucking minutes debating them. There's no merits to arming teachers in schools, guys, okay? It is a nonsensical clown fucking policy proposal, and it should be treated as such. Yeah, and, and to put another fine point on that here in Michigan, I mean, it continues, right? It's not like one speech completely ended all of these attacks and the made-up culture wars. Uh, it keeps going. So in Michigan, you know, Republicans have been loudly calling out 
gas prices, inflation, which are very real issues, right? Like it's it's hurting people. We have to talk about it. But then Tudor Dixon, who is ostensibly the leading Republican candidate for governor, goes out onto the front of our Capitol steps and held a press conference. And the placard on the front of the podium said something like, Tudor Dixon is going to protect your children. And she stood up and said that it, when she's governor, she's going to champion legislation to allow parents to sue schools if drag queens are there. Which is, and then when, when reporters pressed her for an example, she had none, not a single example of this happening. So it is just complete nonsense where they are, are really loudly screaming about very real issues and then doing something completely different. And it's this tactic to try to convince you to be so angry and fearful and hateful towards somebody you likely have never even met, that you don't even notice that they don't have any solutions for anything. So we have to blunt that first because we're never going to get to talk about economic issues if we don't. Yeah, and meanwhile, this guy, who or tutor, tutor. <laughs> woman, for, yeah. For <laughs> woman, woman running for uh, governor of Michigan uh, on a platform of claiming to protect children has, uh, you know, in, in uh, you know, stands up for legislation that guarantees nine mass shootings a weekend. Right? So, right, you know, it's exactly. really important, important for us, I think, to push back at that. And, and when we think about the Michigan GOP in particular, I think a lot of people nationally, you know, they, they pay attention a little bit to their state politics and then the national picture. And so Michigan comes in and out, you know, say when the, you know, a contingent of the Republican Party hatch a plan to assassinate the governor, that shit hits the headlines. But what people may not know is that Michigan's re- like, like really been the front lines of non-red state hyper-partisanship and polarization for more than a decade now. The Michigan GOP, because of this militia influence in Michigan, has always been a little bit radicalized. <laughs> but the last 10 years has taken it to a whole new level. Tell me what it's like to construct legislation when you look up and you see armed militia white nationalists staring Ugh. down at you with an AK-47, and that's what Michigan... Uh, legislators are are dealing with in this state with the radical Republicans that that um, you know make up that state contingent. So Mallory, you you guys, how how many seats do you need to flip uh, the legislature down there? So we need four in the Senate and three in the House, which we are absolutely going to do this cycle with independent redistricting, which we could we could go into. But Michigan has historically been one of the most gerrymandered states in the country. So so while we are a state that is very purple, you know, we, we elected Gretchen Whitmer, um, we elected Joe Biden, uh, we did elect Donald Trump, but historically, it's it's leaned Democratic. Uh, a good example is in the 2014 election, Democrats got 51% of votes statewide, Republicans had 72% of state Senate seats. So it has just bred this extremism from the other side of the party because it's so tilted in their direction that it doesn't match the makeup of the state. And you just get these fringe flank 
uh, extremists who come out of primaries and end up holding these Senate seats. So, you know, the, the to paint a little bit of a picture, we had the protest at our state capitol on April 30th of 2020. And this is the one where we had fully armed like boogaloo boys, militia groups. We saw nooses and swastikas. There was a guy carrying around a naked doll that was supposed to be the governor on a noose, like hanging with blood. It was just horrific. This had nothing to do with COVID frustrations. This was really just an excuse for for hate groups to come to the Capitol. And unlike January 6th, where they broke into the Capitol, the protesters in Michigan were invited in. They were invited in by the Republican Senate Majority Leader, who brought them up to the Senate gallery, um, took a meeting with them. And when, when reporters tried to listen in, he shooed them away and said that this was a private conversation with residents. And these were the same men who are are quite literally looking over us with AR-15s, with, you know, with vests and, and full tactical gear, threatening us like we're in a fishbowl. So if you saw the photo of four men in the gallery, what you don't see right below them is me because we were on the Senate floor. And that is the Republican Party that we're dealing with, one that is very comfortable kind of dipping a toe in with anti-government extremists if it benefits them. So there isn't a, a, re a recognition that we all want the same things. I fundamentally believe that we don't. And we had the same majority leader on the day that we learned of the plot to kidnap and potentially kill Gretchen Whitmer. Um, he stood up. In the chamber, he gave a speech calling them thugs and said this was unacceptable and said all the right things, and then immediately turned around and went to a rally on the Capitol steps with the same group that had been organizing and recruiting people into this plot in the first place and told them to keep going. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, it's just amazing to me. And and then think about like, what's the point of flooding the Capitol with armed, you know, AR-15 strapped white militia dudes there's only one point and that is to politically intimidate the opposition yes. party yes. and the, you know keep with fucking guns with right. big guns yeah <laughs> right? and you like, know that's it's, so, so anti-american it, it is and look i I ran for office for the first time in 2018. This was not my career before, right? Like I saw the 2016 right. election. I saw who represented me and I was angry. I was angry with my elected right. officials. I didn't think they aligned with me. I put my name on a ballot and I raised a bunch of money and I was really vulnerable and I knocked on thousands of doors and some people told me they liked me and some people told me they didn't. And you have to hear a lot of terrible things about you and your mom sees posts yeah. about you on Facebook and you put yourself out there to try to change the system from the inside. That's patriotic. If you actually believe in the country and our system, you do it the hard way. You don't show up with guns and try to threaten your way into getting what you want. Exactly. And I got to tell you, too, like listening, I, I think it's important for people to understand. Today, I'm talking to Mallory McMurrow. You know her as the lady who's proudly stood on the Michigan Senate floor and declared hate will not win. OK, but she was once you. She was once just like you, just like me, sitting there looking at the shit show, you know, writing postcards, volunteering, knocking doors. Somebody recognized the political talent that I think is, you know, obviously bursting out here. 
and said, why don't you run for office? And you know what's really shitty, guys? And this is like political science, Rachel, coming in, the doc coming in here to explain something. Women don't like to run for office unless they're recruited to do so, okay? So um, if you're waiting for permission to become the next Mallory McMurrow, I am here to give it to you. Mallory, give it to him. Don't wait. I can, oh my God, I can tell you, uh, whenever I talk to women and they say, I'm not qualified for this job, let me tell you, with the people that I work with every day, you are more than qualified. (laughs) You absolutely have every right to do it. And it's like anything, you learn how to do it as you go. And I had no idea what I was doing. I woke up after the 2016 election and I thought the world was on fire and I Googled how to run for office and we went from there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly and google is just an incredible tool like that right i mean we've got this we do we have a lot of um things working against us right now and in, in a lot of ways the things that work for us also work against us digital yes. and internet technologies right but yes you can either day, use google to find you can either use google to find your local hate group <laughs> or you can use it to find a pdf from emily's list on how to run for office <laughs> let's go with the latter right <laughs> So now, all right, so in, in addition to this, and we are the hyper focus on that Michigan state legislature, guys, because as Mallory is just pointing out, how they came about to the point where the Michigan Republican state Senate leader is letting in white nationalists with AR-15s to intimidate the opposition is that that really intensive uh, Republican gerrymander that they had. And luckily, in Michigan, not all states have this option. In Michigan, they have something called the citizen ballot initiative process, uh, otherwise known as direct democracy, guys. And what that means is that you're directly uh, voting on a policy and not a representative instead, right? Uh, So Michigan voters uh, legalized pot, hey, and also got rid of, um, you know, the partisan gerrymanders. So this, there's not been an opportunity at the state legislature state legislative level in Michigan like this in more than a decade is absolutely prime territory and I know you're spending a lot of attention there but you're also traveling around quite a bit I've noticed uh, helping uh, other people find their inner uh, Katy Perry roar so you want to talk a little bit about some of your travails uh, and life post the speech Oh, yeah, absolutely. And just just to reiterate, anybody listening who thinks they can't do this, the how we got rid of the legislature drawing our districts was one woman posted on Facebook that she thought it was complete bullshit that our state was so gerrymandered and she got enough attention that she formed a group called Voters Not Politicians. They collected hundreds of thousands of signatures to get a constitutional amendment on our ballot that created an independent citizens redistricting commission. And now we have the first chance in 40 years, 40 years, not just a decade, 40 years to flip the Senate to Democratic control. That was one person on Facebook. So anybody can do this. It all starts with with just somebody who has an idea and is pissed off. Um, and we can all do great things. But yeah, to jump up kind of it's been two months since I gave this speech. And it really it really struck a nerve. You know, once I saw uh, Secretary Clinton retweet it, I was like, holy crap. Yeah, uh, I think <laughs> this is gonna go places. And I think it got more than 12 million views in 24 hours. Um, and the response has been 
overwhelming, uh, but overwhelmingly positive. I was kind of stealing myself up for hate mail and vitriol, um, which we're not new to in Michigan with all of the lies about the 2020 election and everything that's been going on here. I mean, we've received our fair share of hate mail, but we have not had that kind of response to this speech. We got letters and emails and phone calls from all over the country and all over the world, in fact, of people tuning in who paid attention to politics, didn't pay attention to politics, Democrats, Republicans, independents, religious, non-religious, who just said, you're right. And why aren't more people saying what you said and saying it the way that you said it? Because I think there's just been so much anger and frustration that people have building up inside them. And it feels like we're kind of slow walking into a constitutional crisis. And we <laughs> we need to let it out, right? So, so the response yeah. has been phenomenal. Um, really, really quickly, we realized that people were on their own finding my campaign website, donating, which was not the purpose of the speech. So very, very quickly, I had more than enough financial resources to run my own campaign. And we needed to, to frankly tell people to stop donating there. So I um, opened a pack. And I'm exclusively focused on raising money to flip the Senate. So helping my colleagues build the team, because when we look at everything from the fall of Roe to the threats to our democracy, to every crisis that we have on the books right now, it's all because of state legislatures. Democrats oh, yes, are in this definitely. position because we have ignored state legislatures for far too long. And they Republicans build from the bottom up. Michigan is a perfect yep. example of that. The DeVos family, Betsy DeVos's family, figured out that if they bankroll every Republican state house and state Senate candidate, they control the state. Yep. And they have. No and shit. Yeah. we, no we shit. have not done that. So I have been traveling. I've been in New York, D.C., uh, San Francisco. I'm heading out to Seattle. We're going to have an L.A. trip. Um, really talking about this issue. So it's getting out there, making the pitch about Michigan. Michigan is an incredibly consequential state. And my hope is that we prove this out. I think it's one thing to give a good message and be a good messenger, but it's another thing to take that strategy and prove that it can win and that we can do that. So my hope is that Michigan becomes a playbook and a template that hopefully Democrats around the rest of the country feel comfortable being more aggressive, standing in their values, being proud of being a Democrat and knowing that it can work. Um, so that's what I've been doing. And I, I think that it's really clicking with people. It's exciting to see people who I think for far too long have been looking for that one race at the top that will fix everything. Yep. Um, and and the yep. worst example of that, you know, Democrats gave $96 million to Amy McGrath. That is nothing against Amy McGrath. There was no way she was going to beat Mitch McConnell. It was just it was no too doubt. far of a stretch. The DLCC, yeah. that same cycle, their budget for the entire country, for every state legislature in all 50 states, was $50 yeah. million. Not even the same. Yeah. Half. It was half yeah. the money that went into one race. So it's 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 that been hard sucks, to understand dude. state ledge. It does suck. but And, it's and been, listen, listen, listen. It's I hard. get a lot of shit because I tell people, listen, we need... It's true that money is a problem in politics, but our main problem in politics right now is not money. It's the Republican Party, okay? Yeah. And the problem the problem that that, that is is that the Republican Party has a shit ton of money, as you just described, and has yes. been using it over the course of a decade, first to liberalize campaign finance laws so that they could yes. put even fucking more in. So, like, you know, 2010, right, with Citizens United. And then um, then building with that, that bu those billionaires uh, building in 
infrastructure, the state legislative shit with the DeVos family that you spoke about. But Peter Thiel and other like GOP financers have spent 20 years and build, and probably a billion dollars building institutions that can lift the party up at the grassroots level and yes. allows them to be smart too about resource allocation okay so like our problem is if we're gonna if we're gonna have a system that's completely geared to the individual voter and small dollar donations is that voters are not they're not fucking experts okay <laughs> So even though Rachel Bittacoffer, the very first day after the McGrath announcement, is going to come out on Twitter and say the Kentucky Senate race is a non-starter, you're right. still going to raise $80 million of donor-directed you know, directed dollars into that. And it's such a competitive disadvantage to us right now that I've actually taken in the last few months and we're starting to see some movement in this, I might add, to, to begging the nation's billionaires that don't want to live in a fascist hellhole, help us out. <laughs> it's not right. the system that we want to have, okay? But it's the system that we have. And with the other side has this unfettered access to war chest, and we do not, we are going to lose this fight. We have to have um, economic resources. So please, if you're listening to this pod, you just heard Mallory, uh, what's the PAC's name? A more perfect Michigan. A more perfect Michigan. Uh, for better or for worse, we don't have a lot of billionaires. We've got each other, and that's a lot for love. So let's get some love to Mallory's pack that's focused on that Michigan uh, legislature where we're just uh, seven seats away from controlling both chambers. And um, I got to tell you, something in the water in Michigan, and I don't mean Flint. <laughs> too, too early for Flint jokes, okay? Something in the water in Michigan Look at all of the powerful women coming out of Michigan. Some of them, you know, Mallory. <laughs> We've got the trifecta female leadership team of the state. And some of you guys, you don't. But I got to tell you, whatever's going on in Michigan, it is just a really, really exciting atmosphere. Absolutely. And this proves it out, right? I think some of the reason the vitriol is so much hotter in Michigan and so much more disgusting and vile is because there are a lot of powerful women. There's Gretchen Whitmer, there's Dana Nessel, there's Jocelyn Benson, there's my my legislative colleagues, there's our congressional colleagues. There's a lot of women here. And I think that's a threat to a lot of, let's be honest, white nationalist men who look at that and they don't want women telling them what to do. So if nationally, if we believe that we want more women in these roles, Look at Michigan, invest in Michigan, because we have to prove that we're not going anywhere. We are going to stand firm in our state and in our values and lead because women should be at these seats. Right. And, and, and I could tell you, like, this is what I wanted Virginia to understand. You're only electorally, you're only as strong as your weakest component parts. And so the you know, our school board, city council, mayor, city, um, state legislator, state senate, spending and attention has to change for us to be competitive against the Republican Party, to take the control back of America, to return the Republican Party into a functional form that's not trying to, you know, drive democracy off of a cliff. And, and it really is centered in Michigan. Michigan, the, the, per, the people that control the electoral process in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania will decide whether we have a free and fair, by like political science standards, um, 2024 election. So it really does kind of epicenter out, in my opinion, from Michigan. And the lovely Mallory McMurrow, thank you so much for coming on the pod today and inspiring my guest. 
Thank you, Rachel. Yeah, no pressure uh, for those of us here in Michigan, just the future of democracy at stake. Yeah, no pressure. You know, no it's pressure. just that we're all going to die, you know. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not going to take it. <laughs> no, no. I have absolutely no doubt that we can beat these guys. You know how I know? They're stupid. <laughs> right? Like, they commit their crimes on text message and email, right? So, like, there's no way we can lose to these clowns.